building a modern employer brand podcast. My name is Susanna Rantanen, and this podcast is sponsored by our family business employee experience agency, Emine. And in this episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast, I'm going to give you a few tips and ideas how you can personally get started with a recruiter brand. Now, if you are not a recruiter, uh, you can use the same tips also for creating your own expertise brand or if you're an entrepreneur, your own entrepreneur brand or uh, uh, a personal brand as a uh, professional working in whatever you do. But uh, here we're going to start with seven tips getting started with your own recruiter brand. that you deserve a recruiter brand that emphasizes the value that working with you will deliver to your key audiences, be it the professionals you want to invite to your recruitment processes or your in-house or external customers, hiring managers who get to work with you in order to fill their vacancies. So your brand needs to emphasize the value your customers and your talents get when they work with you, when they choose you. Because when you have a brand, your audience will want to choose you. They prefer you over other options. They appreciate you. They want to promote you. They want to recommend you and they make you feel how you should, like you really matter to them. Now, this being important is so important for yourself, for myself, for everybody who is, you know, passionate about their work and who who wants to do a good job, who's proud about what they know and how they do it. And that's why, you know, We all want feedback. We all yearn for that feedback, for that thank you, for that token of appreciation, for that gratitude, or just like, hey, you did a good job. And when you have a recruiter brand, I can assure you that you will start to get consistently these kind of tokens of appreciation from your audience. So when you start to plan your next career development uh, phase, with a recruiter brand or an expertise brand of yours, you are likely to step into whatever direction you want to. Because it's just a matter of fact that people that have an expertise brand, they are just, um, they appear more professional, more valuable, more welcoming, more, you know, just, they appear as professionals that, you know, companies want to hire. That's the whole deal about branding. And the same deal about branding works, you know, when we think about our products, our services, when we think about our companies as brands, anything that you look up to that you favor as a product, as a service or as a business or what you know, whatever is the object of your of your desired brand, we all choose those because of you know, because of the value that we place in, the perceived value that we place in them. There's a reason why we choose them. Uh, And uh, you should also be 
this kind of a object of a brand for your audiences that they place a lot of perceived value on your brand and that's why they want to choose you. So in this uh, podcast episode, I'm going to go through seven tips that I can give you to get started with your own recruiter brand. These are going to be quite concrete tips, so you might want to take a piece of paper and jot down some notes, or if you're not able to write down any notes right now, just listen to it and then go back to this podcast episode show notes article. You can find it at modernemployerbrand.com. Write that all as the one word, modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast one. I'll have this list there for you to remind you what these seven tips were so you can go back there. So tip number one, I want you to first, you know, take a piece of paper, not now necessarily, but later. I want you to choose five to ten words that you want uh, your audiences to associate with you professionally and as the person behind that professional front. So we're talking about four or five to ten words that you want to be associated with you. These words will act like your brand hashtags, and you can dot down more than five to ten words. Just, you know, go into into it really spontaneously. Just write down words that you want people to associate with you, connect with you, and then just uh, work your way through that list uh, in order to have your final five to ten words. can be ten as well, but not more. It's going to get harder for you if you have more than ten words as your brand hashtags. Because once you have this list of your uh, professional and uh, uh, the person behind the professional front hashtags, you your actual branding work will be to give your audience audiences uh, spices of uh, you know content that relate to any of these one of these hashtags or more more you know more than one of these hashtags because the more you talk about your key five to then keywords, the more you share about uh, content about them, the more you make an effort to make these your hashtags come alive, the more successful you will be in building your recruiter brand uh, to which your audiences will connect these hashtags, these keywords. And oftentimes people ask me that should these be only like professional keywords, like a recruiter, like a talent acquisition manager, like a sorcerer or a headhunter or like tech industry. Now, those are not really, you know, they're not really sentimental hashtags. So you want to have a few of those so that your audiences will know to connect, you know, like that you're a recruiter and you recruit for, you know, whatever industry you do uh, and uh, that you're located in whatever country or that you recruit for forever country or, you know, marketplace or whatever. You want your audiences to be able to connect those words, keywords to you as well so that they know for what they could use your services or your help and, you know, where geographically they could do this. But don't make the mistake of 
choosing only these kind of professional keywords because uh, at the end, it's not those that make you attractive and appealing as a brand. It will be the keywords that give you character, that kind of give you the heart, the soul. So who is this person behind the professional front? Uh, So let's say that uh, your professional keywords were a recruiter for tech industry in um, the uh, Scandinavia. You know, your personal keywords keywords should be, you know, like a reflection of your personality and your values. And maybe even your, let's say, uh, for some reason or another, I have this image of a recruiter who has this amazing, long, curly red hair. So (laughs) I don't know why. But nevertheless, then that would be like such a huge, uh, like a significant um, characteristic of yourself that you would have this really strikingly red and big and, and curly hair that you would want to use this as a keyword that you were like the, let's say the redhead recruiter in tech industry because you want people to connect those things with you because that would make you more memorable and then that would make you more recognizable and that would make your brand to stand out from all the other recruiters they would remember you but oh it's that red-headed you know chatty uh, tech recruiter from uh, Stockholm for example So be smart and choose your keywords, your hashtags that will be very meaningful and will resonate and be memorable for your audiences and that they are part of you. So don't make up stuff that you can kind of live through. So they have to be real, but they have to be, you know, something that you can stick up with. Tip number two. Google social selling and start learning about this topic. Because what you will be doing in practice will be various social selling activities. Not all, of course. So you need to choose whatever feels logical and natural to you from all the possible social selling activities. Uh, and also that will lot, that will feel logical and natural in the context and uh, you know, with those or on those platforms where uh, your target audiences are likely to come in contact with you outside the actual recruitment context. I think that the biggest um, misunderstanding in branding today is that we only focus on the uh, the context of the the work. So, if you want to build a rec- recruiter brand, you would only focus on recruitment talk. So people, your audiences are likely to be, you know, they're human beings. So they probably have other interests in their life as well than just recruiting or just finding a job. And especially when we talk about your audiences that are not like all the time in active job seeking, you know, uh, a form or, or mood, then also, you know, you need to have other messages, other kind of context to offer to them to keep them interested in you. I apologize for this noise on the background. It's my dog. Her name is Stella, and uh, she's currently trying to get herself under uh, my armchair, and uh, there's a very narrow space under there, 
but she's like trying to squeeze herself in there. And then there's my carpet uh, is uh, partly under the chair and she doesn't like it. She's trying to fold it away and she's uh, keeping busy and making some noise. So if you just allow me, I thought we had this understanding that when I'm recording this podcast that she'll be quiet, but uh, I, I guess she forgot. Now, anyway, if you are a Finnish-speaking listener, I have two fabulous friends who have written books about social selling. So if you Google Sunny Lane and Laura Backkinen and also Laura's book, you can find on socialselling.fi. But those are in Finnish language. So if you are not a Finnish speaker, you have to Google social selling and see what you can find out. But social selling is a great uh, sort of context or 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 form that you should uh, familiarize yourself because that's exactly you know what you need to do tip number three remember this is not about your personal life this is about your person acing talent acquisition so i don't want you to get confused or get sort of uh overwhelmed or get like annoyed of this idea that you should uh, all of a sudden have to start building a brand for you where you showcase your personal life. So this is not about that. I mean, it can be if you want to, and little spices from your personal life will only add flavor to your character and make it more like a you know, pers- obviously personal, uh, but it, this doesn't have to be about showcasing your personal life. So you are, you can very well keep your privacy. I mean, for example, myself, I've been building my uh, personal expertise brand like a, long before I even understood I was uh, actually building a personal brand. Um, I am very active on social media in many, many platforms, have been always, but, you know, I'm quite reserved to how much I reveal from my personal life so I do reveal about it I mean let's you know people will get to know me and get to see about my life but I'm just very choosy what I what I show so I don't mean in any way that you would have to like give it all out there you don't and it's not even necessary I mean to be honest but you need to spice up your recruit a brand in order to give it the critical flavor that will make you and your recruiter brand different from other recruiter brands because if it was you just talking about recruiting and then you know you can imagine there's probably like thousand or ten thousand or hundred thousand I don't know how many other recruiters that talk about recruiting so it's not gonna make you any different you're not going to be able to stand out just as a professional recruiter the way you make yourself stand out is to flavor your recruiter brand with your person because that's for sure unique so then the tip number three was that uh, there are four types of content that people actually search for google for so remember these four types There's informational, inspirational, educational, and entertaining content. So uh, this will give you more versatility to your sort of content ideation of what you could, what kind of content you could share and you could create. 
So if you think you could pick at least one of these as your kind of guiding light for your own activities, uh, then that would be really good. And if you if you are inspired to do use more than one type, then even better because you will have like different angles that you can uh, approach your uh, audiences. So the best ones for achieving a brand, remember brand is the outcome of emotional connections uh, between the member of the audience and then the object of the brand. So if you want to, you know, achieve these emotional connections, you should choose inspirational, educational and entertaining content because informational content is oftentimes pretty boring. So focus how you could use these four types uh, in, you know, what you know and what you like about your job, uh, who you are, how you conduct your job uh, to bring either inspiration, education, entertainment to your chosen audiences. And uh, as said, if this idea of, uh, you know, do behind the scenes will inspire you, that's what people want to know. They want to know behind the scenes of you know, being a recruiter. So create your brand to that. But make sure that if you're trying to re if you're this, if you are that vision of this, you know, red hair, curly, long haired, you know, gorgeous uh, recruiter, and then, uh, you know, you love fashion and, uh, I don't know, interior decorating, you know, stuff that, you know, style and stuff that, you know, many of us ladies like, uh, myself included. If you're, uh, if your audience is, mainly, you know, very high-tech uh, male people, then, which they unfortunately oftentimes are. I wish there was more women in tech industry, but uh, for some reason there isn't. Um, but you have to know your audience and have to know what's, uh, you know, important or relevant to them. So if you talk about clothes and lipstick, you know, that might not be the, the uh, way to go. But don't be fooled. If you have a very masculine audience, you will have an advantage as a red, curly, long-haired uh, recruiter to stand out from the crowd. Tip number four. In all your actions and all of your choices, focus on giving your audiences reasons to learn to like you, like really like you, like your person a lot. Because as said, brand is always an outcome of a person attaching emotional connections to the object of the brand. So you want to give reasons for your target audiences to, to start to like you enough to want to, to you know, follow you, to want to come back to your content. Uh, in all of your actions and choices, you know, you have to be likable. You have to be interesting enough to uh, for your audience to feel like they want to follow you and they want to come back to your content and i can tell you that nobody knows from like a day one and and uh, you know first case first first uh, time going out there to building your brand nobody knows whether you know your choice of action is actually something that will pay out so you're gonna have to just stick to a plan and be consistent and and evaluate what the data says what the analytics says and then you just learn from you know if you see that let's say you used instagram and you see like there's always certain types of images that your audience seems to like the most for, for example selfies so for example images of you by your desk or you whatever 
then you start, you know, focusing on creating more images like that. So you you um, make a consistent effort to learn what your audience likes and that you focus on giving your audiences reason to really like you. Choosing you over others does not necessarily mean like a full-blown commitment, at least not yet. It could be just that... Uh, let's say the member of your audience, a member of your audience thought like, okay, I have this five minutes that I'm on this tram between this uh, station and the next stop. And am I going to check out this person's Instagram stories? Or am I going to read the blog post of this other person? So you want them to decide, oh, yes, I remember this recruiter from such and such place. Uh, this person has a really interesting, you know, social media account. This, this, this person has a really interesting like a personal brand I want to see what's going on in their life so I'm going to spend my five minutes between here and the next stop on your account so how to get your audience to like really dig you over time obviously this takes place when you consistently make them feel heard make them feel liked make them feel like you root for them Make them feel empowered because of what you say, what you do, because of your actions. Make them feel that they are able to believe in themselves, that they're able to solve problems on their own with your help, maybe. That they are able to, that they are liked as an individual, exactly the same way as you would personally start to like another person that you didn't know before outside social media. So... We like other people when they treat us really kindly. So do that. Tip number five. Think about your strengths that could be useful on social media. For example, do you like to write? And when you write something, is it oftentimes more like a long form content, like an article? Do you like to write like long stories to your diary? Do you like to blog? Or... Do you prefer to speak on a video, for example, Instagram uh, stories video, or do you do YouTube? Uh, or do you just like to write short social media posts? Or is it that you don't really enjoy creating your own content, but you really love reading other people's posts uh, and content, answering them, commenting them, liking them, connecting, resharing, participating in conversations? Or do you like to draw? Or maybe you like to take photos or play music? What are some of your skills that could be useful for you in social media? Think about that. Because I don't think that you should try to force yourself to do anything that doesn't feel natural to you. Because then it's hard to achieve that consistency that branding really requires. I mean, I love writing and I love podcasting. I'm really good at writing long-form content and, you know, making logical uh, summaries. And I'm really good at creating visuals. I'm not that good at writing short-form content. But what I find impossible is to create YouTube content on my own. I I just can't. So I don't make plans to incorporate YouTube in my efforts to brand myself or brand my company unless I'm able to pay for somebody else to consistently 
help me with that task. So I don't do YouTube content because it's just, I just can't. It's just not natural to me. It's too, it's just not natural. So I don't choose that. Even if I knew that if I went to YouTube, I would reach so many other people. I just, I just don't have that skill in me right now. And I haven't had time to study and learn and ace it. So I choose not to. So you can do that too. You don't have to do anything that doesn't feel natural and comfortable to you. Because remember, branding is branding doesn't take play. I mean, when you go to social media and put one post in there, that is not branding. You don't really do branding yourself. You are doing marketing and communications on social media, engaging with other people. And when you do consistently something that they, you know, get to experience over and over again, then the outcome of that is that thing being associated with you. And then that thing becomes your brand. So you have to be consistent. You have to be there regularly. So choose a platform and a way of doing this that doesn't feel like a job to you. But you love. Use your skill in giving yourself a voice on social media. Tip number six, learn from others who inspire you on social media. I never grow old being inspired by others who use social media really well and build a brand. I mean, I follow so many people, uh, so many influencers, so many entrepreneurs, mostly outside my own trade. I mean, all of them outside my own trade. And I, I am fascinated by them as you know, as the person outside my work. But every time I follow them, I make a mark, like in my brain, like how they do it, what they do, what is it that that they did that inspired me or made me feel like I want to spend some time on it. So in addition to being like fascinated by their content as a private person, like outside work, I'm also using that experience to learn how they do it so I could be better in it as well. So you can do this as well. It's fun. It's really fun. So I use this information, these experiences that I have as a person on, you know, socials, uh, you know, enjoying the content from people that I follow uh, to take my own brand forward and keep up with my audiences. So this is a really important tip for you as well. And then tip number seven, start an ideas bucket. So based on your hashtags, tip number one, the uh, the way that you chose to give yourself a voice, so how you do, whether it's, you know, photos or audio or videos or text or whatever you do or, or just engaging with people, uh, based on your uh, chosen way of giving yourself a voice, uh, and then as well as, as well, your preferred type of being helpful, this was the four types of content. So informing, inspiring, educating, and entertaining. And I definitely encourage not to do informing, but to do inspiring, educating, and entertaining content. So self-branding is truly about making yourself valuable and useful for your audiences. You want, you, when you build a brand, you don't want to be the, the focus of attention, really. You're just setting yourself as an example for the audiences to be inspired by or even an, 
a person that they aspire to be. And, you know, our uh, sort of targets of aspiration are not uh, limited to what our sex is. I am very much inspired by many, you know, male people out there who do their entrepreneur work really well or who use social media really well or who are just skilled in something that I aspire to be. So it's not like I don't be sort of limited in your uh, thinking that if your audience is mostly male and you're, for example, a woman or the other way around, that you couldn't be an aspirational person for them. So making yourself important and valuable and needed by your audiences, whether it's for inspiration or education or entertainment, that is what self-branding is truly about. It's not to talk about you. It's what you represent to them and how you make them feel. So you need a bucket list for ideas that you can talk about, that you can post about, that you can publish about, so that you will be present in front of your audiences regularly, every week, many times a week, daily. Your ideas need to tie in with, obviously, what is useful and relevant for the people you want to reach. Uh, Sometimes we don't know what's useful and relevant for them other than what we sort of directly link, connect to their profession. But as said, don't be limited into thinking that just because you're trying to reach a uh, salesperson that uh, a sales professional, as a recruiter, that the only information and content and messages they're interested in are in relation to sales. Remember that they are people behind their professional character and who they are. They could be moms, they could be dads, they could be sisters, brothers, boyfriends, girlfriends, they could be athletes, fitness people, they could be building a house, they could be, you know, a soccer coach, a soccer coach for their kids, they could be, you know, uh, uh, a reason, uh, they could have recently started playing golf, they could love to travel, you know, they whatever is, so you just need to learn. Uh, and the best and most easiest way to learn is to start following people who you already know to work in this profession. For example, your own colleagues, if you're an in-house recruiter, start following them on the more personal social media, such as Facebook and Instagram, uh, because that's where you find out more about you know, who they are as people and what kind of things are important to them. And that helps you to figure out if you have anything similar and in common sort of outside this professional front. So uh, as much as you need uh, your ideas to tie in with what is useful uh, and interesting and attractive and appealing and relevant for the people you want to reach, your ideas also need to be consistent with your chosen hashtags. So remember, I said tip number one, five to ten words that will become your hashtags. So these are kind of your key topics that you, your, all of your content need to be about. Uh, to the point that, let's say that you used Instagram, every single post that you do, you need to be able to tie in one of your hashtags, at least one of your hashtags with that content. And if you can't, then you don't post it. Because you have to stick to those. Because the more you stick to those, the more your audiences have opportunities to associate those keywords, those hashtags 
with your recruiter brand. If you go random about whatever, you will only confuse and that is not branding. So be consistent, be helpful, be useful, be likable, be aspirational, be inspirational, but be a person. Be a person behind your professional front, but only give as much as you want to. You don't have to showcase your entire personal life. Be a person whose brand matters to your audiences. If you like this content, please give me some feedback on the socials. Uh, Like this podcast on your chosen platform. And of course, please join me again next week for a new episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand. My name was Susan Rantanen, and you can find the show notes article for this episode, this list of seven items tips on my blog at modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast21. Moi moi.